Hello world, it's the Ladies of Nerditude again. My name is Jill. And I'm Francine. And this week we're going to talk about season two of the Netflix original series, Santa Clarita Diet. Woohoo! So, um, <laughs> yeah, so spoilers ahead for yes. that. Uh, if you haven't seen, we're also going to talk about season one. So if mm-hmm. you have not finished that either, then you should probably steer clear until you've seen everything. But it's a wonderful show and you should watch it, obviously. Which, which you should definitely <laughs> watch if you appreciate dark humor. Yes. And gore. Uh-huh, and, definitely. Um, <laughs> like a lot of vomit. Like a lot of vomit. Like a, like a lot of vomit. Things. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, before, before we... I was like revisualizing... Before we get started and we jump in and everything, is there anything, like, we've been up to lately, like, nerd-wise? Anything we, like, want to catch up on? Anything like that? So I just started a series of unfortunate events, Lemony Snicket, season two. Ooh. Um, Yeah, so I'm, like, a little bit into that, and it's really good so far. I'm really enjoying it. Um, And I also am reading a book that my brother bought me. Uh, called Weedonistas. It's a fabulous book written by a bunch of wonderfully nerdy women about their love of Joss's verses and like all the different shows that he's created over Ooh. his career. It's marvelous. I love it so far. So that high marks good. to both of those. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What about you? What are you doing? Um. Well, I ran a poll on our Twitter. Ooh, yes. And I said, which are you the most excited for? And there were 11 votes. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the choices Thank were <laughs> the the choices were Deadpool 2, Infinity oh. War, or Ready Player oh. One. That's a hard choice. Apparently, it was not. So, oh. <laughs> Dead Deadpool 2 took the number one spot at 45 percent. Wow. Ready Ready Player One took thirty seven percent, and Infinity War took eighteen percent, which I was I'm very surprised, surprised by. Yeah, wow, that makes but me I, want to know more. Yeah, but I am like really stoked on Deadpool too, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But I'm surprised Infinity War didn't take it. I don't know. Yeah, and I did not include the Han Solo movie because no, <laughs> you've got some feelings about that. <laughs> yeah, don't get excited about that. Yeah. Just don't, guys. Anyway. Uh, anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> other than that, I started to read Armada. How is it so far? Um, It's pretty good so far, but I've never been a teenage boy, so I guess it's a little bit hard for me to relate to. But, Fair. Um, and it, so far, and, I, and granted I'm not very far into it, uh, it just mm-hmm. kind of reminds me a lot of the guy from Ready Player One. Like, it feels like it's mm-hmm. the same character. Like, it's just weighed all over again, you know? But yeah. maybe it'll change. Maybe it'll change. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, yeah. Observing so, judgment. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm about ready to start Series of Unfortunate Events Season 2. Yes. And I'm getting caught up on Timeless. So I'm a couple episodes behind on that. Cool, cool. And I'm still coming down off the awesomeness that was Scooby Natural, so. So good. Yes, more to discuss during our uh, recap of season 13 whenever whenever we get there. (laughs) Yeah, and season 14 is going to be a thing, so congratulations to the show that just won't die, and I'm okay with it. (laughs) It dies and then it comes back, obviously. It's supernatural. (laughs) I know. I love it, so. Someday when we have children and season 45 starts, oh we can gosh. sit down together and be like, well, kids, we've been watching this since we can remember. Oh, man. Do you remember season one? I don't. Um. No, I came in at season four, so I've only been around for like 10 years. Oh, 10 years. That Isn't is... that weird to think about? So um, that's what I've been up to. And then I, oh, uh, it's not really like a, I mean, it is a nerd thing, but oh, there's my cat. Cos, Cos, this is Cosmo, everybody. Um, he's our he's, special guest star this he, evening. <laughs> he's been extraordinarily chatty lately, so my apologize. My apologies. <laughs> what? Shh. Um. So, I'm currently living in Las Vegas, and I went to the Pinball Hall of Fame. <gasps> Amazing. And it is fucking rad. If you're in Las Vegas. <laughs> 
you should go because it is nerd central. I, I know, I thought about you when I was playing this. They have two different versions of Indiana Jones pinball. <gasps> Which and one did you play? Did you play I both? I played both, duh. Okay. <laughs> and then, but it's really cool because one of them has, you know, when you shoot the ball, um, you use Indiana's uh, pistol. It, it's like a, it's like his gun off the side of the pinball machine, and you pull the trigger, and it shoots the ball. It's really cool. Yes. Um, and they have like Ghostbusters, but they also have like newer ones, like Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and um, Star Wars, like a like a clearly updated version, things like mm-hmm. that. I've it seen is the Walking so Dead much pinball fun. too, and that looks really fun. They have that too, and they have other arcade games, like they have Pac Man and um, Twilight Zone and things like that. Nice. It was really nice. cool, and it's like. Most of the games are 50 cents a piece. If it's a newer cool. machine, it's like a dollar a game, but mm-hmm. it's so cool. And it was it was very nerdy <laughs> and fun, and I, I had a blast. So if you're ever in Las Vegas and you need something cheap and fun to do, go to the mm-hmm. Pinball Hall of Fame. So I went, I went and did that with my friend while she was in town. That was great. So I'm that's down. what I... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. The next time you're down here, like, we're going. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's what I've been up to. And, of course, I binged season two of Santa Clarita Diet the day it came out yes, because I was yes. so fucking stoked for that. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. Like, mm-hmm. It's definitely a bingeable show. It's only ten episodes a season, so it's I feel like it's pretty digestible. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. It's like nice. a good weekend show you know like you watch a couple episodes like friday night a couple on saturday a couple on sunday and then you're done with the season it's very i think manageable. i think i finished in two days yeah because i did have to go do like adult chore things like <laughs> laundry and dishes and stuff which really sucks got in the way of your binging <laughs> it did but then i thought to myself it gives me time to digest what's just happened uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So, so many zombie puns in this yeah, episode. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, I guess I guess we should start off with like where season one left off. Yeah. 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 So, last we saw the Hammond family, <laughs> Mom Sheila the zombie has been chained up in the basement of voluntarily. Uh, yes. For and... the safety of herself and those around her. Yeah, and Joel is in the asylum. Uh, also for the safety of himself and those around him. Against his will. <laughs> yeah. Um, and their poor daughter is kind of left to fend for herself. Abby's mm-hmm. kind of on her own. I mean, not entirely. Because um, she's got uh, Eric. <laughs> I was going to say, Eric is there, kind of. Sorry. but. Yeah, and Dr. What's-Her-Face, uh, what was her name? Dr. Dr. Wolf, Wolf um, yes. she's left. So, yeah, so kind of the kids are, like, screwed at this point. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, which I thought that was a pretty good cliffhanger for season one because I was like, oh my god, what, like, what are they going to do if Sheila gets out of the basement? Or, like, mm-hmm. what, if, what if they keep Joel for longer than a day or yeah. two, you know? Yeah, He's, it's the he whole... can't leave. Yeah, like, and if all of season one was about them figuring out, like, how to work together, the end of season one split them up. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of leaves you to be like, wait, the show is about their family dynamic. How, like, what is going to happen now that they can't be a family right now? I thought that was a great place to end the season. It was. It was. I can't think of a better place to have left it off because, yeah, it's it's very, like, Everybody's gone kind of their own separate ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was the hope for the cure because the doctor was there. But then the doctor was like, I can't be seen here. Yeah. Um, you know, that was and a bummer. Sheila's unpredictable. And, and Joel, the, pos- the, the quote unquote stable adult, he can't <laughs> be around. Yeah, Cosmo, I know. Yeah, he's got some opinions. He does. Um. He watched it with me. So... I feel like adorable. the lesson. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the lesson that we learned from Joel is like, don't try to get old ladies to throw up for you because that will get you sent <laughs> to the insane asylum. <laughs> you know, like what? 
I, I feel like that's an important life lesson that I never really thought I was going to need to learn. But no, <laughs> no. And I'm glad that uh, they kept a lot of the same cameos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was very clever. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big Thomas Lennon fan. Yes. And of course, <laughs> Nathan Fillion. Mm-hmm. It's always a joy. Yes. It's always <laughs> hilarious. Uh, yeah, and I certainly didn't expect him to be back this season, so I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a pleasant uh, surprise. I was like, oh, yay! So. Yeah, I just felt bad for, like, how it happened, but, you know. Well, uh, sometimes yeah. things are hard, man. <laughs> yeah, and I also liked, so in the first episode, Joel does get out of the asylum. Yes. However, he, in a moment of weakness, decided it was a good idea to tell a crazy person that his wife is really a zombie, thinking, this is the only person that I can ever tell this to, Yeah, and, and they won't think I'm crazy, and even if he repeats this, no one's going to believe him. Mm-hmm. He needed to vent, man, to somebody outside the family group. I, I, I liked it. that. I liked it, it because just... that's what you would do in that situation, I think, yeah. and... And poor Joel is just so stressed out all the time, but he's always trying to keep it together. Mm-hmm. And he's going through some shit, but he wants to keep his family together. I respect him. And I feel like that was kind of the overarching theme of the whole second season was how how are we going to get to stay together as a family? Yeah. And every yeah. single one of the Hammonds is worried about how they're going to be able to make this happen because they want to be together. They want to be a family, even though Abby kind of pretends she doesn't like her parents, she yeah. clearly does, but... Yeah, they love each other, they want to support each other, and they want to try to live a shared reality, as weird as that shared reality is, because, you know, your mom's a zombie and stuff, it's, life is weird. Um, but they're yeah. kind of treating it like any other family that's also weird. They're like, well, everybody's family is weird, this is just our particular brand of weird, so we gotta figure out how to make it work. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really put in the effort. They do to try and make it work. (laughs) And I like that. Just slowly, the the walls come down. Of well, we don't really need to hide this from Abby anymore because she's found more than her share of dead bodies in the Mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's cooler in a crisis than (laughs) (laughs) her parents. Sometimes, like she's like, okay, so obviously we have to hide the body. And clearly we need to, like, come up with a story. Like, she just kind of calmly goes into a headspace of, like, crime cover-up, which frightens her parents a little, but comes in quite handy. (laughs) Repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, Like, she is a solid person to have on your team, I feel like. (laughs) I feel like at the end of the season when they're getting ready to run, uh, and they're like, oh, well, we'll drop Abby off at your sister's house and all this Mm -hmm. stuff, and... She comes in and, and instantly solves an issue that they were arguing about. And 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 Joel's like, oh, yeah, no, we have to take her with us because we would probably die without her. Yeah, they uh, freaking need her. They're at the point where they're in over their heads. And yeah. it's the teenager who is weirdly, like, less in over her head. <laughs> she. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. has the life skills that they lack. For whatever, however, they were blessed with such an awesome kid. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that was I thought was so funny. <laughs> yeah, we we need her. Um, we also got to encounter for the first time other people who mysteriously became zombies without no, like. And I also find it interesting because in every other zombie thing that I've watched personally, I've never seen it spread outside of being bitten mm-hmm. yeah and so slowly or a virus um, yeah and this is like we really don't know where this came from mm-hmm. and everything so i thought it was really cool. and i i was so fucking happy that it was ramona because <laughs> i was like why do they keep seeing that girl in rite aid and like i knew it had to be a something yeah and she's just so deadpan and hilarious i just <laughs> loved it. So, 
I really enjoyed that. And I liked that she was trying to find her own Joel. Mm -hmm. And she was trying to figure, like, she, like, as an outsider is seeing the Hammonds and how they function together. And wishes that she had that because she is somebody who's on her own. Yeah. In that regard. She's alone going through a very major life transition. Well, I mean, she <laughs> she does have Mr. Ball legs. Yeah, but, like, he doesn't talk or, like, I assume it's a he because it was Mr. Um, <laughs> Ball legs, so. <laughs> that was some weird shit. Like, yeah. that that also really threw me <laughs> off. I You're like, what is happening? This is the weirdest zombie show ever. Um, I like that, I, though. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm mystified. It. Yeah, I appreciate the mystery. I appreciate how it's different. It's like the ty- a type of zombie storyline that I've never seen before. So oh, yeah. I like that, like where you're not sure where it's coming from and you're not sure who's infected and who's not or what, however you want to frame that, like infected or like turned or whatever terminology yeah. you want to use. Um and I don't know, it's unique to me because we don't know, is it a virus? We don't really know, like, where it actually came from. And that's kind right. of the jur- part of the journey of season two is, like, we have to trace this back to, like, stop other people from being infected. And I thought that was a cool place to take the story because I wanted to know more. By the end of season one, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I need to know more about the zombieism. And they, they kind of fulfilled that for me in season two. I felt like I learned more. I learned more, but also in, like, just enough that when season three comes around, I still have questions. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the Hammonds are still really confused about what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I, I have a, the <laughs> clam farm in the desert. <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> should have been a red flag. I think for them, yeah. but <laughs> I I thought that that was a super interesting way to have the virus come about. Like if we're gonna call it a virus, I guess. Yeah, it but was like food poisoning, like it could happen to anyone. Yeah, and like that is that an interesting clever. way to do it because I'd never yeah. seen it as a type of food poisoning <laughs> or something. I don't even know if that's. I don't know. And like I a feel parasite. I don't even know what to call it. It's a really good PSA for why you shouldn't smuggle food in from other countries. Very true. Very I guess. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I thought it was interesting because, you know, Joel was like, where did you get all these clams? And she's like, oh, my, my brother went lake diving in Serbia and brought these clams back. It seemed like a good idea. Farm. Yeah, you're like, these look hella shady. Like, what? It- Bright red clams. <laughs> Come on. <The> death clams. <laughs> Come on. Oh man. So, and I'm and I'm also intrigued to find out who these like night people mm-hmm. are. Mhm. Yes. Cuz they're the, hilarious. The slow expansion of like the the historical like, significance of the ball of red goo and like that whole thing. It's just, oh, I love how they're telling that story. I love how we're only getting it in little bits and pieces. And you're sort of, like, learning along with the characters, like you were saying. Yeah. So fun. So fun. (laughs) It is. And I can't guess where it's going because Mm -hmm. it's like Joel said, like, they see the the shield that has Mr. Ball legs on it. (laughs) And he's like, does this mean that they kill the zombies or does it mean that they're zombies who are knights? Or what does this mean? He, He really doesn't know. And to me, question. I'm really fucking puzzled about, okay, so you've got the red clams, right? So then you eat the clams and you throw up Mr. Ball legs. Yeah. What is Mr. Ball legs purpose? Does he lay new clams or is like he your pet? What is that? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a very good question. And like, what is the relationship between the Mr. Ball legs and the zombie. Like, if you yeah. kill one, does the other one die? Because we saw them kill, like, squish the one. And right. nothing really seemed to happen when they did that. So I have a lot of questions about, like, the symbiotic relationship between 
the host and the parasite, if you want to call it a parasite, like it's not, it doesn't jump back in you that we know of. So right. That's what I'm why? confused about. It's like, <laughs> it's not the thing in her that makes her a zombie because it's mm-hmm. the, it's, she tossed it up in the first episode and was like, yeah. that's weird. It must be an organ. And <laughs> no, it gets so funny. Yeah. But then Ramona noticed that hers grew legs and she kept it like it was a pet. And then, uh, Sergeant, whatever the fuck his name was, um, he was only around Colonel, whatever. He always plays a Colonel in everything. That (laughs) actor always plays a Colonel. Um, I can't remember his name because he was only in the one episode. Uh, hang on. I'm going to think of it. Ed Colonel. Colonel Thune. Colonel Thune, yeah. <laughs> Colonel Thune. I had to Google, sorry. Um, <laughs> but Colonel Thune's is out running around in the house almost like it's a dog or like a pet or yeah. something. And so it must not have bothered him. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who was the most advanced. Yeah. And they kept, they kept Sheila's in the freezer, right? They like... They were like, yeah. you might need this later. So hers never got to walk around or, like, grow legs or, I don't know, talk or whatever else it's going to end up doing. Cause yeah, is this, the, is this the first <laughs> stage? Is it, like, is it, like, an egg that's weirdly hatching? I don't... Good I don't, questions. I have questions. Yeah. All good questions. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. Mr. Ball Legs is mysterious. <laughs> But he's on the shield. I have. We're gonna. We're gonna find out. <laughs> yes, we will find out presumably next season because they sort of introduced us to the evolution of the condition, I, for lack of a better word. I don't really want to call it like a virus. Yeah, I don't it's even like, know what to call it. Yeah, it. And it's strange to me that it turns you into a zombie. And then you throw it up and it becomes independent of you. So, like, why is it turning you into a zombie? What purpose does that serve for it as an organism? I don't know. Because we also don't know, did Colonel Thune keep his in the house? Or did it... (laughs) Did he just throw it it up and... (laughs) Well, no, I mean, like, did it voluntarily stay in the house? Like, it wanted Mm. to be around him? Or did he keep it in the house? So, if if he opens the door... And it takes off. Does it run out and does it bite people? What does it do? Or is it like, oh, hey, no, I'm here to help you with your zombie stuff. I don't, (laughs) like, grow your own best friend kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Very good questions. Yeah. And the other other good question I feel that this season presents is moral gray area. Yes. Which is, is the it title okay of to kill a Nazi? Which is the title <laughs> of episode thirteen, moral gray area. Yeah, and I, I can like. First of all, I don't think anybody should be eaten by a zombie. Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> really though, what if you're like a terrible person, and like the zombie's got to eat, and the zombie's a good person, if you ask Sheila. Yeah, but I was going to say, but then Sheila also made the really interesting point, and I didn't think about it until she said it, was you become a better version of yourself after you become a zombie. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting, because, you know, she was like, you know, before I was so timid and, like, all this stuff, and now she's not afraid to stand up for herself and everything. And then there was Loki, who was a drug dealing crazy guy, and now he's, like, playing guitar at... The coffee shop and and everything yeah. so and it's ramona like said she had changed her life and mm-hmm. and everything so i don't know that it did anything much for colonel thune but how big of an asshole was he before <laughs> i guess is my question well i think it also depends on how far along you are because That's you true. seem to steadily regress like you know it's part of your id as Eric mm-hmm. explains. So you probably start off and you're like, okay, so now my inhibitions are gone. I can be who I want to be. And then slowly but surely you dial it back until you're Colonel Thune. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But the moral gray area, I think, was interesting <laughs> 
because, yeah, if you're going to eat anybody, I guess it should be the Nazi baseball team. Yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like in season one when they were like, oh, there's a pedophile in the neighborhood, you say. I guess oh, yeah, that, that was really funny. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I guess we found lunch because they're. I feel like they're going for clearly bad people. Yeah. But they were like, oh, it's okay to eat that first Nazi guy because he, like, lived alone and whatever. But then they decided to go after the whole baseball team. Like, what if they have kids and, like, a family that relies on them for support? Do you then, like, save them to last? I mean, they're still a Nazi. That qualifies well, them as... <laughs> yeah, well, they were looking for, quote-unquote, young single Hitler. Mm-hmm. Uh... But then they went after the whole... Like, baseball team, or they planned to go after the whole baseball team, and I was like, you better do some research, because... Well, somebody's <laughs> gonna fucking notice that, even though they're mm-hmm. bad people, somebody's gonna notice that a whole baseball team went missing. Yeah. Sidebar, who wants to play baseball against them? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, anyway. I don't like it. But, uh, yeah, they're gonna eventually have to, like move out of their general area because as Annie said like man there's been a lot of murders and like missing people here in Santa Clarita and that's weird because they live in like a suburban nice safe town and then all these people start going missing and turning up dead and pieces of them start turning up it's gonna seem extra weird yeah they, they they have to come up with a different idea. Like, because they can't just keep killing people that are local. No, they, they can't, can't because Anne put it together. Yeah, oh, she totally did. And so, why couldn't somebody else do the same thing? Like, mm-hmm. even if you don't know Joel and Sheila, like Anne does, eventually it's going to get tied back to them because they're always doing stupid shit like leaving their pen behind mm-hmm. or whatever. Or rage killing someone that they hit with their, like, <laughs> that they got into a car accident with. Yeah, or... That's really easy to you trace know, And back. I mean, it would be really easy to get Joel for the murder in the first season mm-hmm. um, when he with flipped out. and Yeah, when he flipped out and yeah. killed the, the neighbor with a shovel. And it was like, mm-hmm. you know, knowing Joel, he... Probably fucking put the shovel back in his garage. Yeah, he just hosed off the shovel and put it back where the gardening tools were. Yeah. Not the best murderer. I mean, they left Gary's finger in the yard. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's just one of those things where you're like, guys, guys, get it together. Yeah. They're, they didn't think they would ever have to be multiple murderers, which I get. Like, you don't say, I'm going to train for this my entire life. It's the moment I've been waiting for. Well, no. But (laughs) also, if you're going to do it, think it through a little bit. Yeah. It's a tough life, man. It's a lot to think about. (laughs) Their their kill room, very a la Dexter, that was a good idea in the storage unit. You know, it was like, now you're thinking, "This this is a plan. It's a good plan. Um, So that showed that they're kind of learning, I think. The whole, like, we will lure people there with a piece of paper was not smart. Um, With our phone number on it. That was smart. No. But the end result was smart, I think. It was. And the other, I, I fucking, I'm so glad they did this. Because when they got Gary, the talking head, to (laughs) record um, Mm -hmm. the voicemail, when she didn't hang up the phone and she was, like, shaking her hand and her bracelets were jangling, I was like, someone's going to hear your bracelets. And know that... Thinking like a murderer. Know that Gary wasn't (laughs) alone or that he was being coerced into it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um... it ended up being a thing. Yeah. So that was that was good. But it's like, it just shows the level of they don't think things through. Yeah. They're not very good at murdering people. And then trying to cover it up. But yeah, and then they were like, oh, the deleted voicemails can still be heard? Because they were like, oh shit, because Gary was dicking around that whole time. 
which I enjoyed the amount of Nathan Fillion we got to encounter, the little talking head that he is uh, on the vase. And (laughs) Abby was so unfazed when she found him. It's just, she's like, yeah, not now. Yeah, she's like, I can't, just no. (laughs) Not not right now. Yeah. That was pretty brilliant. She's she's a great character. I think she's a really good character. The whole will they won't they with Eric, I'm like getting a little bit tired of the back and forth. Like uh, I feel like it's not so much together. <laughs> I don't think it's so much back and forth anymore. For me. Anyway, it seems like it's kind of like it's going to happen, but yeah, it's just kind of like okay, so the nerdy kid next door like come on. Mm-hmm. But also they've been through a lot together. So, they have uh, been. It's it's bonded them. I think they would make a really good couple. I didn't super duper love like the let's insert other characters for to like break them apart. Like now he has a girlfriend and now she has a boyfriend and like oh just timelines ag- not lining up. <laughs> agreed, but for Ramona, I understood why she went after sure Eric because. In a weird way, isn't Eric a lot like Joel? And they that are was a that lot w- alike. That was what she wanted. Was she wanted her own Joel? Mm-hmm. And I think that also kind of was like showing Abby like how much of a good person Eric is because she knows how good of a person her dad is. This murder aside, like <laughs> you know, yes, I don't know. That's true. She had to see him in a different light. I guess if they're going to end up together, yeah. Um, which I, I feel like is probably what's going to happen. And at least, you know, you'll know your in-laws deepest secrets. <laughs> I guess oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> that puts him in a position of power. Cause who did they go to first at the very beginning? They were like, man, we need a zombie expert. Well, let's go talk to the nerdy kid that watches all the zombie movies. <laughs> that's very smart. Nerds can be heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I also liked that this season, Eric kind of started to figure out how to be brave himself. Mm-hmm. Still working on it. <laughs> it's a work but he's in progress. Trying. But he's but trying. Yeah. And he stood up to Abby, which I was actually really proud of him. Oh, yeah. That was for great. For saying, like, I'm not with you right now. And if that means that, like, we can't hang out right now, that's that's fine. Because I, I just can't can't be part of this. Yeah, that was good. And then, I was like, you go, little dude. I mean, he kind of ended up part of it anyway, but at least he had an opinion and he spoke up about it. It was kind of on his own terms. Yeah. Yeah. But I I support that he was like, let's maybe not build a bomb. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, voice of reason in that moment, you know? Like, maybe a bomb is not the best way to make a statement. Uh, especially since your parents have been murdering people, maybe keep yourself off the police radar, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she was kind of not thinking about the larger picture, I feel like. Because it was just going to draw attention to her and to Eric and to their families. And that, like, mm, it just didn't seem like a good direction to go in. You want to kind of fly under <laughs> everyone's notice <laughs> still some reckless teenager action for sure yeah yeah and yeah i like that eric's idea was like oh we'll go spray paint the billboard <laughs> we're and i'm kind of iffy about that <laughs> and she was like no here's what we're gonna do we're gonna blow it up and he's like no we're not like <laughs> Yeah, she likes to be very extreme. She likes to be very outspoken. That's very within her character, which generally serves her family well in moments of crisis because she will speak up and be like, hey, guys, um, let's all shut the fuck up for a second and, like, stop and think. Like, look what you guys are doing. You're just continuing to make the situation worse. Just stop. And they need that. (laughs) They really do. Um, they don't really know what they're doing. They're not really planners, I feel like. Which I understand from Sheila's point of view, because part of being a zombie is being a bit impulsive. A bit. (laughs) So she needs someone else to do the planning for her, or at least help her clean it up at the end. Um, And Joel's a little uh, squirrely to be taken on that role by himself. 
<laughs> He's definitely not prepared. You know? uh, I think Joel's my favorite because of how he reacts to things. It's so <laughs> hilarious when he he tries to be like Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky all the time. <laughs> And then when things go wrong, he still has, like, this deranged smile on his face where he's like, yes, we're gonna get through this, never mind the body in the freezer, like, yeah. just, and okay. I, that whole situation where he was like, all I want to do is build these fucking bookshelves. Yeah. You feel for him. He wants a little bit of, like, control and normalcy. Yeah, because... I mean, his life, I mean, everybody's life fell apart, but I would say for him, it's, it's been a really big change in particular, mm -hmm. and I, you can see how much he loves his wife. Um, yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's very, you know, but, um, <laughs> I think he's probably the one who's having the hardest time dealing with it. Definitely. And he, he's just trying to seem like it's, everything's okay, um, and in the first season, he had that moment where he broke down and he told Abby and he's like, I'm freaking out and I don't know what to do. And it's like, he he never stopped freaking out, but he's still just trying to keep it together. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's like, going I just, through it. <laughs> yeah. I just want to build these bookshelves and I can't even do that. And he's like, I just want to go one day where we don't murder somebody. Yeah. You would think like small things that you're asking for. And yet. <laughs> and yet. <laughs> yet life is not that easy um i'm very interested to see what's going to happen with annie next season because yeah. she certainly got a religious experience at the end of season two um for better for worse i i don't even know i don't even know how she is going to fit what she experienced into her reality I think Gary said it best, like, this is awkward. <laughs> it's very awkward. Yeah, I mean, and I will credit that, like, towards the end of the season when she was starting to clearly piece things together, I was like, sh like shit, like, Joel's gonna get arrested. He's going to oh. prison. Oh, because so it was sad. all, she didn't even, like, have <laughs> Sheila considered in there at all, yeah. and all those paintings, <laughs> it was clearly pointing to Joel. Yep, he was, and it was a serial gonna, killer. <laughs> yeah, and it was going to be like, oh, shit, Joel's going to prison. Sheila's yeah. going to re regress so much she can't come back, and Abby and mm -hmm. Eric are going to be on their own again. But Abby and Eric aren't really talking, so I was like, Abby's going to be all alone. Oh, poor Abby. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad that's not what happened, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was interesting at the end with Anne because, she, yeah, she went from thinking that Joel was some kind of serial killer to being moved by a religious experience yep. and some well-timed explosives. <laughs> it's not every day you find out that your neighbor came back from the dead. As a Christian, that's got to make you feel some feelings. It's got to feel a little familiar in a weird way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, kaboom. Like, right at that right moment. Uh, what a metaphor. Man, your whole reality just exploded. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's... that's maybe that's what was going on in Serbia. You know, they, they uh, thought that they were deities because they came back from the dead and were super powerful and ate people. I could see where you could fit that into a religious tradition. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, like how the legend actually fits together. Because obviously they don't speak Serbian and they don't read Serbian, so they don't really know. Yeah, there's just that one Serbian family <laughs> in Santa Clarita, which I thought was hilarious when they made that joke. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, in Santa Clarita, where we just got our first Ethiopian restaurant or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. diversity. Yeah, so... <laughs> and I'm sure that old lady doesn't really want him around now that he's made her vomit into a bucket, so... Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to be friends. I don't think they're going to be going her for translation help. <laughs> yeah, and I like the... You can see the, the generation difference when Sheila and Joel are looking for Serbian bile. 
They're like, who do we know who's Serbian? And then Eric and Abby are like, let's go online and offer to buy somebody's vomit. Let's post it on Craigslist. Are you Serbian? Do you have vomit? We will pay you. Yeah, and people do it. So, and I thought that was an interesting way to bring in the other characters who are trying to figure out who's buying Serbian vomit kind of thing. Because they know what's up and they are like the Winchesters of the situation. (laughs) Trolling the internet to be like, oh, someone's buying Serbian bile on Craigslist? That's suspicious. (laughs) Oh, they live in Santa Clarita and there's been a whole bunch of missing people? Also suspicious. Also. I think we have a case, guys. So get this, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. And towards the end of the season, when I, I was like, she's gonna get those voicemails pulled up, and I really thought that by the end of the season, it was gonna be the Hammonds have to hit the road, and they're gonna be like traveling zombies. I, uh, and then yeah. someone's gonna go into their house because. The Hammonds are missing, and they're going to find the body in the freezer. They're going to find all the stuff, and mm-hmm. they're going to be on, like, FBI Most Wanted situation. <laughs> but that's not what happened. Lay so, low, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there's so many things. And I liked the other, the, the realtors versus the realtors. Oh, man. Joel that was a really good and season. Maggie, yes. what's her name? I Lawson. Her last name. Lawson, yeah, she played, yes. yeah, she played Juliet on Psych. I was so mm-hmm. excited. <laughs> well and of course their kid is like the school bully and like uh, yeah. talk about people that aren't quite in the Nazi baseball player character category but also are not necessarily good people back to yeah. the gray area question you know like I feel that uh, Sheila may have felt the impulse to murder a couple of times I was worried she was going to eat that dog <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was like, please don't kill the dog. Snowball or whatever its name was, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that didn't happen, but I, and I like that they have those little cameos throughout the series of, you know, there's Thomas Lennon and then there's Nathan Fillion and now you've got like, yeah, Joel McHale and and (laughs) Maggie Lawson. That was great. They were pretty funny. Yeah. And Colonel Thune, I've, I've seen that guy play military dude so many Mm -hmm. times. So many times. He has the classic military personnel look. <laughs> he does. And then. That's a good part for him. <laughs> it just. It did. It grossed me out, though. As much gore is on this show, you want to know what grossed me out the most was when Joel pulled the skin off of his arm. I was like, <laughs> that's oh. what grossed you out? <laughs> oh, no. Well, it slid off like a fucking kitchen yeah. glove. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> and I think. I, think I really toe... went back on fourth. Oh, that was pretty nasty. <laughs> the toe is I... still my... <laughs> oh, that was pretty gross, for sure. Yeah. That was the worst one for me. The sleeve, yeah. the, like, skin sleeve, that was that was gross. But the toe was, was still so the gross. worst. Because it just, juicy. like, popped off while she was... No, I just... That was... I was like, oh! <laughs> but I did really go back and forth on whether or not Colonel Thune was going to be a zombie. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't seem like he was, and then yeah. when Joel went into the house and he was ha- <laughs> having those conversations, and then Colonel Thune was like, "Oh yeah, I guess it is weird for me to say something like come into my basement with me," and and he just seemed like kind of a normal <laughs> normal person, and there was nothing in the freezer, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so maybe it's not something <laughs> with Chipopo's restaurant and." That's right. It came down to the Danish. Yes. <laughs> they played off the misdirection for a long time. Like, that was really a, a did. beefy part of that episode. and But it was still funny. Like, all the way through, I was thoroughly entertained. And I feel like that's one of the things the show does really well, is they carry a bit for a a long time and it's still funny and it's still fresh and you're still guessing and I, that's just brilliant writing to me it is because it's not if it if they hit it at like right the right timing if it was any longer it might be too much yep but if it was any shorter it wouldn't be enough and i feel like especially with 
Colonel Thune, it was, I was guessing for a good 15, 20 minutes, like, yeah. is he, like, gonna kill Joel, or is it, mm-hmm. he's just a normal guy, and now they have to keep thinking about, okay, well, what else could Ramona and Sheila have in common other than where they ate that day? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, and then, and then he had, Colonel Thune had a Mr. Ball legs running around, and Joel <laughs> killed it, but... Yeah, it gave me more questions about, okay, so everybody's got a Mr. Ball legs, mm-hmm. but what does that mean? What What is it? So, It's your little and, alien sidekick. And I because, guess. And I'm also confused about, like, they all ate there the same day. Why was Colonel Thune more regressed than Sheila or Ramona? Because Ramona can still hold a job, mm-hmm. and she just eats joggers in the park. <laughs> like um, you do. You know, which she'll do in Seattle, too. Maybe she'll run in to live more. Yep. Crossover. Crossover. (laughs) She gets there, and there's a giant wall around Seattle, and she's like, well, this is not what I expected. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but Sheila's starting to regress more and more. And, I mean, she had the serum, but they don't really know how much that's going to slow it down or even if it's going to stop it or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Colonel, like, well, you would think Ramona would be more along than Sheila, at least. But Colonel Thune is, like, a couple, couple days away from being full-on, like, you know, staggering down the street. Brains <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. And I, I also like that they don't just eat brains. They eat the whole, they use the whole corpse. <laughs> yep, they're very, uh, you know, economical that way. They are. Very thoughtful. What are you going to do with the rest of it? Yeah. Um, I put on my epidemiology hat when thinking about the spread of the whatever it is, plague, zombie, whatever, outbreak. Um, And I think it might have to do with age because Colonel Thune was the oldest and Ramona was the youngest. It's true. Or it may have to do with diet because Colonel Thune said that he was a vegan and Sheila was on all those crazy, like, crash diets um, before she turned. And Ramona was presumably not. She was just a teenager, eating like a teenager. So perhaps that has something to do with it. I don't know. I, like, put them Could up be. against each other in my head. Like, what is their profile of the person that they were before they turned? And, like, what does that have to do with how fast it was and how it progressed? very housey i'm totally doing the mental house thing um (laughs) but i think it's interesting that's a good that's a good point i guess yeah i didn't think about the age being a factor but Mm -hmm. makes sense i guess if if we're gonna go off the theory that it's some kind of weird virus yeah then it's gonna have a pattern yeah would be the most susceptible Mm -hmm. to it moving quickly yeah like maybe your immune system fights it off longer if you're younger i don't know yeah interesting Interesting. and they made such a point about him being a vegan and about like sheila having tried all of these like crazy juice diets and stuff which is why nobody's shocked when she's like i'm on a high protein smoothie diet Uh, everybody just accepted that so that tells me about her food habits and her lifestyle before she was turned i don't know these are the things i think about late at night (laughs) i consider zombie patterning (laughs) no i'm glad that you do somebody's got to (laughs) but i it, it was bugging me it was bugging me too like why if they all ate there around the same time why did it progress differently for everyone is it how much they ate is it like how old the clam was also what the hell Jopopo's buying weird ass red clams and being like let's make this the special the yeah, hell nobody was stopped that? and was like why the fuck are these red <laughs> yeah where'd you get them from like what are these safe to eat i also find it very strange they didn't try them first before serving them so i feel like maybe we got another zombie somewhere in Jopopo's could be you know the bus boy eats the leftover clams and then finds himself craving pancreas 
Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about thinking. that. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I think there's a lot huh. of directions they can go in. They've they've built a fruitful base now in season one and season two. And they can do some really cool things from here. Yeah. Uh, I definitely see that there's a lot of different ways they can go with it. And I like that I don't know which which way to expect. Or it's going to mm-hmm. probably be some weird crisscross of <laughs> all of them. Because this season wasn't at all where I expected it to go. Yeah. And I certainly wasn't expecting it to be food poisoning <laughs> or for them to start bickering about who's okay to kill and who's not. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a, a road that I wasn't expecting and I really like it. Yeah. I think it's unique in a lot of ways. And that's when I recommend it to other people. So I'll go ahead and recommend it to our wonderful listening audience. If you are still (laughs) listening and you have not watched it, Um, it's the most unique way to tell a zombie because like zombies are a thing right now. They're very trendy. There's a lot of zombie stuff out there and these creators and producers like this team is setting themselves apart in a really funny way. Like, in just such a refreshing, like, offbeat, unique kind of way. And I like it. It's different from all the other zombie stuff that's out there. I can't compare it to anything else. No, I can't either. But I do like that. Because, you know, I remember a few years ago it was vampires, whatever. Yes. But now it's like, now the thing, again, is zombies. Which it was for a little while. Then it kind of went away. Mm. Now it's coming back. But you know what I've noticed? That the zombies that are here now, they're all women seems like true yes and they come about in a different type of way because now you've Mm -hmm. got i zombie where Liv she she got i mean she got bit but she it's like a result of a drug yeah and then then you've got angel crawford our favorite (laughs) white trash zombie and she also got bit but she doesn't remember it happening and Mm -hmm. For that type of zombie, there's a memory loss involved with how yeah. they got turned and things like that. And then you've got Sheila, who ate a bad clam. <laughs> That's the worst food poisoning story ever. Like, I ate a bad clam and now I crave human flesh. That is a rough... It is. <laughs> but I think it's really cool because all three of them deal with it. And they, they're they a very different kind of zombie, each of them, because... Like, Liv only eats brains, but she makes them into sushi and weird shit like that. <laughs> and Angel drinks hers as smoothies. Mm-hmm. And Sheila kind of does a little bit of everything. Yeah. But all of them are very unfazed by it. And it's the men around them who are like, oh, God, what, <laughs> what is going on with you? And that's disgusting and everything. And they're like, what? Uh, I, I don't know. I really enjoy that. Yeah, they've got to get on with their reality. Whatever that reality entails, they're like, well, this is life now, so I'm going like, to go to work. I don't have time for this. Yeah, yeah. like I'm gonna, I still have to go to work. I still have to be a mom. I still like want to be there for my partner. I, like, I still have a life, an afterlife life, but it's a life. And I appreciate that. I think it's it's a little more fun than like the, oh, zombies – became a thing and they overran the earth and now it's apocalypse world a la walking dead which is how we classically saw zombies in a lot of media you know like zombies equal end of world this is sort of like the preamble to all of that like is the world going to end in any of these scenarios possibly are the zombies going to take over maybe but we don't care about that we're focusing in on the zombie and like how they are coping and like living for lack of a better word um (laughs) with their condition yeah i think that's a cool it's a cool twist on the zombie trope i like it it is and i and i haven't seen it yet but i know warm bodies is something about that too and that's from a guy's perspective which i haven't seen it yeah the dude is the zombie in that one yeah but i mean for the most part it's women zombies and they're just very 
unfazed <laughs> by their undeadness. Yeah, they're I mean, pretty there's, chill. There's some adjustment. There's some adjustment, <laughs> but overall, they're like, "This is life." Okay, we're we're here. We're doing it. Um, and I got to go to work on Monday, so we got to yeah. sew this up. I got to eat, and uh, then I got to get like I got to pick out my outfit for work because <laughs> my life goes on. Exactly. <laughs> I appreciate that. And it does, it does present a challenge to your relationships when the people around you are not zombies. That kind of makes you stand apart. Um, and you have to figure out how to relate to people when you are the undead and they are the living. That's tough. You feel different. Totally. Um, it's a how could you not? How could <laughs> right? You not? You're like, I'm kind of kind of an island over here onto myself and I got to build bridges. I got to figure out how to relate to people still because I still have to live around humans and not eat them all. <laughs> Just a few. There are some I care about, you know? <laughs> uh, like I'm not going to eat my husband or my boyfriend or like my kid or <laughs> my partner or whoever. Yeah, I, I liked the, it was, I think it was first, yeah, it was first season when Sheila was worried she was going to eat Joel. Yeah, she was honestly concerned. She's like, but I love you, and I don't want to do that to you. <laughs> That's nice. It's very sweet in a weird way. <laughs> but overall, it I is. think I really, really enjoy this show. I think you have to have a stomach for the gore, and I think you have to have a really dark sense of humor, like you said at the very beginning. Um, otherwise, you're not going to make it through the episodes. <laughs> So you got to take it all with the, the grain of salt. That's true. <laughs> Some good um, seasoning is important. <laughs> uh, yeah. So overall, how many limbs would we give this? <laughs> um, out of five, I think I'm going to go like four and then a pile of fingers <laughs> and toes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I agree. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I think they've got room to grow in a really fun direction. Um, it frustrates me that I don't know all the things, but I'm excited to learn more of the things. So the frustration and like not knowing what's going on goes hand in hand with feeling intrigued by the mystery. So it's a good place to be, but it's also like, I just want to know all the things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. So, okay. Well, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, it's really great. And it, the entire season came out on March 23rd. Mm -hmm. So you can binge it. Do binge it. Binge it all. Uh, get ready for season three. Yeah. Maybe don't eat while you're watching it at the beginning uh, until you gauge no. like your, <laughs> your like, gross I out messed reaction. That up. <laughs> I wasn't expecting so much vomit and so much uh, gore. But yeah. 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 <laughs> do that so um yeah so definitely go give that give that a try and if you like that then also watch i zombie and read mm -hmm. white trash zombie because they're awesome yeah um, and vice so, versa if you're an i zombie person like watch yeah. santa clarita diet because i think that oh they're just so funny like such funny strong women just being zombies man <laughs> like truly <laughs> Truly. Um, so what are we talking about next week? Next week, we will be visiting uh, Nostalgia Land. Talking yeah. about <laughs> the things that uh, we love from our childhood. Many of which are coming back in a very disturbing way for me. Uh, <laughs> Same. <laughs> yep, it's a little weird to be at this point in our lives. So we're going to be celebrating slash mourning that. Uh, yeah. So if you're in your late 20s slash early 30s, uh, come commiserate with us next week. Come come cry with us. <laughs> come question your existence with us next week. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. So, um, And then if you have any suggestions for things, um, we're, we're thinking about stuff like um, cartoons that are being remade or like mm -hmm. movies that are celebrating anniversaries where we're like holy shit like beetlejuice turned 30 <laughs> how things like that did that so, happen <laughs> ugh, fucking i don't know but 
If you have any suggestions for things where you're kind of like, whoa, I can't believe that this is celebrating this anniversary or I can't believe they're rebooting this thing and they're, you know, because the original was so classic or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. just go ahead and send us a tweet. I'd love to hear about it. So Ladies Nerditude on Twitter. Or you can yes. email us at ladiesofnerditude at gmail.com. We really do read our email. Please, <laughs> please talk to us. And I'll throw out some Twitter questions, um, but people seem to like polls the most. So I just have to figure out how to make that into a poll of some kind. Yeah. But yeah, so until then, have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye.